Here we go. This is my letter to Satan. It's hunting season for you every day, isn't it? You set your traps and hide your snares. Your gun is cocked and you focus through the scope. You line up your crosshairs. Boom, you shoot the bullet. It pierces my side. The doctors say they cannot find it. It's buried deep, but I breathe deep. I am alive because, guess what? It wasn't a kill shot. I will not bleed out because Christ did that for me. And his death buried you in the ground. Maybe God has not removed the lead. Maybe he is doing something better instead. Because the road his cross has paved for me is seen through his 2020 vision, while the road you laid out through your crosshairs was blind. So bide your time while you still have it, because the hunter will become the hunted. When that sky opens up, he will not show you mercy. He will seek justice through your destruction, and you cannot have me because I am his. Like a mother cradles a child, he rocks me in my crib and gives me peace enough to live. You may still get in my head, you may stalk me like prey, but you will not take me to my grave. Instead, I am going to rise, and he who rose before me will crush your head with his heel." All the lies you told me, all the pain you cause, will be healed by the healer. It will have all been worth it. Oh, and that bullet you fired at me is being made perfect through my weakness. It's only making him stronger, only making me focus my eyes on the one with perfect vision. Thank you. I know we can do better than that. Come on, let's give this girl a hand praise. God is truly good this morning. Amen? I expect to get some amens this morning. You are not the frozen chosen, but you are children of the most high God. Amen? Amen. Instead of playing the music, don't even worry about it. We're going to go right into the word of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your love, your kindness, your mercy, and your amazing grace, oh God. Lord, we thank you that it is good and pleasant for the brethren and the sisters to dwell together in unity, Father God. All that I do is not of myself, but it is for the kingdom. It is for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I thank you for your son, Jesus, the one who died for me, bled out for me, that I may rise again. So God, I thank you for the opportunity to come and minister and share with my brothers and sisters, God. Lord, this is a flavorful service, Father God. It is not the color of my skin, but the content within, God. So I give you all the honor. I give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You see, I know what coffee tastes like. I like the aroma and the flavor. But nothing can compare, my friend, to my Lord and my Savior. You see, coffee, it can taste so good right to the very last cup. But I know that it is the master who loves me, for it is he who wakes me up. You see, the coffee bean is grown in a very special way. But it is the master who leads and guides me each and every day. So my brothers and sisters, I'll drink my coffee, and maybe one day I'll stop. But the love I have for the master, my friend, is good to the very last drop. I got a little flavor there, too. I like to, I've written 3,500 poems, so don't, don't mess with me. I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. What an honor to see our brothers and sisters up here this morning dedicating their daughter to the Lord. But what impressed me so much when they asked people to come and surround them, those that care for them, those that love them, There was unity here this morning. 
I came in a little early and there was a jam session going on, you know, and I, and I applaud the praise team. I am a praise, I'm the pastor of praise at our congregation. The name of our church is the Church of Barakah, which means the Church of Blessings. And our ministry is to the drug addict, the prostitute, the alcoholic, the downtrodden, the ones that Jesus loves. And so we're located in the West Central community, right across the street from Holmes Elementary. Excuse my voice. You all be praying for me. I have had chronic laryngitis since November. So tomorrow they're going to go scope it. I hope when they scope it, they don't find nothing down there because I'm going to have to get mad with the devil and say, you know, I got something for you. I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing it. I am from the lineage of pastors. Uh, my father was a pastor. I have some female cousins that are pastors. And I am uh, the only pastor uh, in this generation right now. But I have some daughters and a son. They're bad, so I'm looking for God to do something in their lives. Uh, someone asked me, who am I? I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ, yes, he is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word of God are my weapons of warfare, and I do use them every day. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. You see, I am a volunteer in this army, and I'm enlisted for eternity. I will either retire in this army at the rapture or before then, my friend, but I will not get out, I will not sell out, I will be not talked out, pushed out, nor pumped out. I am faithful and I am reliable, capable and sure enough dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. Thank you, Jesus. I am there. No matter what's going on in my life, I am there. In Sunday school, to teach the children to work with the youth, to help adults, or just sit and learn. He can use me because I am there. I am a soldier. I'm not a baby. I do not need you to pamper me, pet me, primp me, pump me, pick me up, or pelt me up. You see, I'm a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, entice me, or lure me. I am a soldier. I am not a wimp. I am in place, saluting my king and everything, obeying his orders, praising his name and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. Why? Because I'm a soldier. I'm committed. I can't have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I can't be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I can't lose enough to cause me to quit. You see, when Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. And if I end up nothing, baby, I will still break even. I will win. My God will supply all of my needs. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, devils can't defeat me. People can't delusion me. Weather can't weary me. Sickness can't stop me. Battles can't beat me. Money can't buy me. Governments can't silence me. And hell sure can't handle me. Why? Because I'm a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. I'm a soldier. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to the captain that he wants me to be, and then he's going to bring me back to rule this world with him and a lot of more of my sisters and brothers. You see, I'm a soldier. I'm marching. I'm claiming glory. I will never give up. I will not turn around from heaven bound. Amen. Amen. Unity. Unity. 
unity. You know, it, it, it's funny because when you come into rooms that are not familiar with you, you look around to see some familiar faces. And I saw some familiar faces this morning. I saw some, I saw some of my, I raised my hand, my men back there, my prayer warriors in the checkered. Uh, see, they, I work at Whitworth University in chaplaincy, and, and these young men come in praying early in the morning. And it, 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 it gets my heart pumped up to see men praying. Because, see, men have been missing in action. Where the brothers at? <laughs> they not praying. They not fasting. But when I see young men come together, there's unity. See, the sisters, we know how to get a breakthrough. We're always praying. You know, and I, I'm glad to see all the men in the house. Give yourselves a round of applause. I'm glad to see some men in, for real. Because the enemy has fooled our men saying, you don't need to pray. You don't need to cry. You don't need to stand up and be a man. But there's unity when men, there, nothing moves my heart more than to see praying men. That are not, I love a man that can cry. When he's trying to get a breakthrough for his family. When men come together in the house of God and pray. You see, the devil is scared of us women because, see, when we get on our knees, hell trembles. <laughs> Unity, coming together. And I'm coming out of the word of God in Psalms 133. And this is what the word of the Lord says. Behold, behold. And I'll wait a few minutes. I hear some Bibles flipping. I like that. Behold. Like, what's up? Behold. When you get there, say amen. amen. If you're not there, say hold up. All right. <laughs> hold up. We want you to get there. Amen. Behold how good, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren and sistren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. And this is what I want to focus in. For there, say for there. there. Again, there. the Lord commanded a blessing. Say a blessing. A blessing. For life evermore. When God's People come together in unity. It says, and there the Lord commanded a blessing. How many love to get blessings? If you don't, something wrong with you. <laughs> it's just like, stand up, brother. Get, no, get your bow, get your bow. And, and say, for instance, What's your name? All oh, right, Joe. Is it Joseph? Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I make them confess. And, and, and I have a million dollars in this bottle. And I said, Joe, this is your gift. Do you want it? He said, sure. <laughs> Come here, baby. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. 
girlfriend, there's a million dollars in this bottle. Do you want it? She said, yes. He said, sure. See, that's why God made us last. He saved the best for last. Are you sure? She said, yes. Give God a hand, pray. See, a blessing is like a gift, Joe. If I give you a million dollars, you're going to say, sure? Baby, I'll take earrings off. Yeah, I want it. I won't give it to me. In the house of God, he says, there he commands a blessing. Do you know when we come together, I always say, it's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's a kingdom thing. It's not the color of my skin. It is the content in which I have, which is the Holy Spirit. When God's people get together, and I mean truly get together, something happens in the atmosphere. You see this oil that they are talking about, the olive represents the anointing. When it's squeezed out, it's almost like being put under pressure. How many of you have been put on, how many of you are under pressure right now? If you're not, just keep on living. You'll get some. <laughs> you're under pressure. Finances are funny. Schoolwork is off the Richter scale. Marriages may be in trouble. Somebody may be sick in your family. Isn't it funny how we'll pray when we get in trouble? When our back is against the wall, when something wrong is going on, oh, we, we will pick up the word, we will find Jesus in a minute. <laughs> but what happens when things aren't going wrong? Do we still have a yet praise? Do we still thank him, God, it's a good day. You know, so every now and then I do a, a daily evaluation, and I say, mm, this was a good day. <laughs> Nothing went wrong, my kid's not sick. I, I, I made it through the day with not any aches and pains. That was a good day. But then there are some days when I wake up and I'm being squeezed. Something is going wrong. Children may be sick. I am the founder of Fields of Diamonds, House of Blessings, a transition home for homeless women and children of abuse. And I deal with women who are hurt and, and a lot of stuff is going on in their life and as a spiritual counselor, guess who they come to with all of that stuff? Moi. And I get the feeling squeezed and pressured. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, Lord. Uh, one of my baby's father is in prison for murder. And then one of my baby's mothers is in prison for murder. And both of them are single mamas. And we got a new baby that's always crying. And then we got a two-year-old that's always knocking on my door. She calls me Mama BB. And when things are going wrong and I've had a bad day, sometimes I don't want to talk. But God will put you in a place where he starts squeezing you and squeezing you so that he can get that oil out of you. See, that oil is the Holy Spirit. It rests and rules and abides inside of us so that when I get together with the girls, I'm able to pray. Oh, how good and pleasant it is for us to dwell together in unity so that I can pray for them. And they just gave their lives to Christ in November. They were so excited. Yeah, give them a hand, pray. 
They were so excited to say, yes, Lord, yes to your will. What do you want me to do? And it does not mean that they won't have bad times. I said, now the devil is really pissed at you now because you had the gall to give your life to Christ. So when we come together in unity, it, 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 it's like uh, I believe in anointing people. My, my boys back there will notice I, I, I like to go around doing a lot of this and, and slinging oil and all that good stuff. See, I'm a Pentecostal girl. Don't fool with me. Don't mess with me. Because I love Jesus. I've come out, a, out of a lot of stuff in my life. And I'm here to say, Because I'm here, God commands a blessing. Because I want to be in unity with my brothers. I don't care about you being white. I don't care about your economic status. I don't care what clique you belong to unless you clicking with Jesus. Because we, as my mother say, baby, if we don't get it right down here, we sure ain't going up there. How good and pleasant for the brothers and sisters to come and dwell together in unity. Stand up, Joe. I'm going to pick on you again, babe. Pick on you again. Stand up, Joe. Give me a hug, Joe. See, we made some noise together. Look here. That scared the devil. (laughs) When you come together, not because of the color of your skin, but because you're my brother, you're my sister, Oh, how good and pleasant it is for the brethren. Give me a kiss, honey. I'm from Texas. I'm a, I'm a huggy, kissy person. Some people are like, oh, back it up. I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> but oh, how good and pleasant it is when we come together to praise God together, to worship God together, to pray for one another. Hey, cutie pie. To come together. How many is God pushing you out of your comfort zone? Keep on living. He going to do it. He pushed me out of my comfort zone a long time. I I do a lot of traveling. I'm a motivational speaker. And most, of course, we're in the Northwest. So most of the time when I go speak to people, they're all white. I just love it. (laughs) Because I walk in there like, oh, my. I walk right up to them. Come give me a hug, babe. Come give me a hug. Come give me a hug. Come give me a hug. They don't know what to do. They're like, oh, back it up. I don't do all that. I don't touch. I don't get it. Don't get in my space. But how many of us knowing as children of God, we need to get in each other's space? And it's okay. Because, oh, how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. That's why I need you all to pray for me for on tomorrow when I have this scope. That God's will would be done in my life. No matter what, I'm in a win-win situation, baby. But I know God has a lot of work for me to do. The oil that God pours on each of us to carry out into the world. I love the announcement this morning. Look at all this stuff that's going on in this world. Sex, slavery, pornography. We've probably got some issues. How many of you know you got some issues and you're glad only God know about them? I got, some, I got some issues. I'm like, hey, God, we need to talk. And I said, don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> Ooh, don't tell nobody. So when God comes to us and say, I want you to step out of your comfort zone. I want you to go over and talk to the girl that sits in the corner by herself. And nobody is 
showing the love of Christ. But I don't know her. You know, we'll make, I don't know her. She's not, she's not from my dorm. <laughs> I, 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 we'll make excuses, but God is squeezing us saying, come on, I'm, I'm pouring oil up on you. It's like the oil that pours down Aaron's beard. Why? Because when you come out of your comfort zone, he will command a blessing right there. I was with seven students last night. They did a prayer vigil for the week, and they asked me to close out the, the prayer. So I got my anointed oil, and I brought my music with me, and we turned down the lights, and two guys showed up. And I was so excited. And we got to praying, and they got to crying. I got to crying. The girls got to crying. Oh, how good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to come together and dwell together in unity. And they were like, this is such a blessing. I said, let's do it again. (laughs) Because how many know prayer changes things? When you come together and you're praying for one another, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your geographical background. It doesn't matter whether your mama got a million dollars or your daddy got two dollars. Because one thing about it, prayer is prayer. And when we come in together in unity, just imagine how it drives Satan crazy. Them people down there praying. He said, oh, and it's a black woman there today. I know they're going to be praying. (laughs) See, we're coming together, not afraid of one another, but coming together, clinging together. Unity means one. It's like a clinging together, a cohesiveness. And we do it in love. I love people. I am a people person. I love what it says Good and pleasant can be rephrased as a great delight. I have great delight that I'm here today. I may never see your beautiful faces again here, but I pray that I see them there. Coming together, excited because it's a great delight. It's good pleasure to come together. When we talk about praying, I love what they had, pray for Japan coming together in unity, and their God will command a blessing. Praying for children in Africa and Haiti and Jamaica. Praying for Australia that just had, didn't they just have a recent earthquake? Oh, how good and pleasant when new community comes together, praying for Japan, praying for the devastation that's going on in this world. And it says, for there the Lord commanded the blessing. New community, keep coming together. Keep praying for not only your family. As my mother used to say, yo too and no more. Pray for the world, because I may know our world is in trouble. It's in trouble. It says that the earth is moaning and groaning because of sin. So we pray that we try to live a sinless life as much as possible. But being in the cleft of the rock of Jesus Christ saying, God, today I'm going to pray for Japan. Wednesday is my prayer day, praying for unity at Whitworth University. I don't know all those babies on the campus, but for some reason they show no mama bean. Oh, how good and pleasant it is when a student comes and knocks on my office door and say, can you pray for me? 
my mama is dying, my sister is dying, my father died, and, and something's going on. One young man came, and how many more minutes I got, my brother? <laughs> he came and he knocked on my door. He was in tears. He said, Mama Bean, I'm, this is the major test of my life, and I don't think I'm going to pass it. He said, but as I was walking, he said it was almost like my feet turned around and said, go to Mama Bean's office. And I laid hands on that young man. Oh, how good and pleasant it is to come together in unity. And I commanded a blessing upon him. I said, you will pass this exam. You will have the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding and the clarity of God. Not your mind, but the mind of Christ. We got through praying. That brother stood up. He said, shoot, I'm going in here. And then he came back. He said, I not only passed, he said, I almost aced it. (laughs) Praying for taking the time to pray for one another, to say, you know what? I'll come together with you. I'll come together with you and pray. I was at Burger King three weeks ago. And I never really eat hamburgers, but I had been praying through the day. And I said, well, I'm kind of hungry. And the Lord said, hmm, hamburger. I know it was a spirit, hamburger. I said, Lord, did you say hamburger? He said, hamburger. But he just didn't say any hamburger. He said, Burger King hamburger. So guess what? I got up. I had been working out. I had my, had my sweats on. And my pastor, she's a designer. She designed some sweats. And it's called L-A-J-D which stood for live as Jesus did. So that day I had on my white one, and on the back it had prayer. So I got in my car and said, well, maybe I should go to Oodles of Noodles. I love it. The Lord said, I told you go to Burger King. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I go to Burger King, and I'm standing in line. I'm like, ooh, I think I want onions. I said, I'm not having a meeting. I want onions, jalapenos. I want the whole thing. So I'm standing there, and they give me my order, and I go and I sit down. And here comes this beautiful little white lady. She's just so precious. She said, excuse me. I said, yes, mother. She said, I was feeling so down today. I felt like I had lost all hope. And she said, and I was just holding my head down. And she said, the Holy Spirit told me to look up. And she said, I looked up, and on the back of your sweatshirt was pray. She said, will you pray for me today? She said, my son just went through a bad divorce. He's lost everything. And and, and I need you to pray. I said, okay, mother, let's pray right now. She said, in Burger King? (laughs) I said, you know that's right. I said, sit down, mama. I said, give me them hands. And the little hands was trembling. I grabbed those hands. I said, look, spirit of the living God. And y'all know I'm loud. My baby said, Whitworth, no, I'm loud. I know I got some attention in Burger King that day. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon mother today. God, we thank you for the power of prayer. I thank you that she saw the words on my back, that it was a tool. And I said, Lord, what an honor to pray for her. I said, Lord, you bless her son. You encourage his heart. Help him to endure. Help him to persevere. And Lord, you give mother much love showered upon her today. She needs it, Lord. And then when we finished praying, tears running down her little eyes, she said, thank you so much. She said, because if I had not have seen pray, 
I don't know what I would have done by the end of the day. So she walked up, and when she touched me, love flowed through me. And then that woman turned around and said, I love you. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Did I finish the hamburger? No. (laughs) That was an ordained divine intervention from God. Oh, how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity, and there the Lord will command a blessing. Don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to somebody else. How many of you know when you're a blessing to somebody else, God turns around and blesses you? You get excited. You find out, oh, I'm so glad, Lord, did you use? I, how many want to be really used by the Lord? I, every day, I'm like, I get up. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Touch my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak to me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. I want to be used. I want to be in unity with you as my brothers and sisters. Because they said, when we all get to heaven, what a day. Of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. But we got to get it right down here. In closing, remember the oil squeezes you. It will get you out of your comfort zone. And that squeezing is the Lord. And he'll squeeze you and squeeze you some more. And you're like, this is hurting. I don't like to be. How many of you have ever been pinched? And somebody pinches you and you're like, don't you pinch me no more. That hurt. (laughs) I remember I pinched my sister one time. And I pinched her so hard it was red. And she went and told. (laughs) I'm the oldest. Mama, Stephanie pinched me. She said she did. And my name is Stephanie Yolanda. I know I'm in trouble when they say Stephanie Yolanda. (laughs) And I was like, yes, ma'am. She said, did you pinch your sister? I'm like, well, she was messing with me. She won't leave me alone. She's always in my room and messing with my stuff. And my mother said, well, let me pinch you. And my mother was, my mother's home with the Lord now. I lost my mom uh, four years ago this coming June. She said, let me pinch you. So I think she's just a little something, you know. I could take it. Man, that woman pinched me, brought me down to my knee. <laughs> How many of you know when God squeezes you, it'll make you stop? Drop and pray. (laughs) He's like, okay. He said, get down there. Get down. I mean it. Because he's trying to get something out of us. He's trying to get the best oil. Because that oil is the anointing that destroys the yoke. We are yoke-destroying people. 
We are powerhouses. When we come together in unity and really truly love one another, hell trembles, people. So remember that oil is like the dew in Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there, say for there. How many know there's been a blessing this morning? There's been a blessing. The blessing to see a mother and father who have made up their mind to raise their babies for the Lord. I have seven grandchildren. Don't I look good? (laughs) My Joshua, in closing, my Joshua called me a couple of weeks ago. Nana! I said, what, baby? I gave my heart to the Lord. I said, shut your mouth. (laughs) He said, I sure did. I said, well, how do you know God came into your heart? He said, I was praying, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. He said, and then something said, shh. He said, I know it was him. I know it was him. (laughs) I said, oh, my God. I said, well, do you know what that means? He said, what, Nana? I said, that means I'm going to get to see you in heaven. There was a silence. He said, Mom, Mom, I'm going to be in heaven with Nana. (laughs) I said, oh, my God. Eleven years old, ready to receive God in his life. And I thought, when I get to heaven, I will be in unity with my grandchildren. See, we're not, if anybody thinks they're going to be here forever, you better check the book. Um, I think we're leaving. <laughs> I think we're leaving. We ain't staying. Everybody think they staying. Read the book. Read the book. Revelation's the last one. We're going. We're going. I know I'm going with Jesus. I'm not going with Satan. How many going with Jesus? <laughs> Amen. It was good to be in unity with you this morning. As you see, I am a comic. I'm the assistant pastor of my church, and some of the members said, we can't wait till you preach. My pastor, she's comical, but I think I outdo her a little bit. How many know laughter is good? It's like medicine. It's good for the heart. We don't have to be so stokish and so serious and so holy and, you know. I don't have time for that. I, I got too much love to give have too much fun to have with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because I know Jesus laughed and if our Savior laughed how much more should we have laughter in our lives even laughing through the bad times even laughing through the good times coming together in unity that God may command a blessing you all have blessed me this morning I thank you for your smiles I thank you for greeting me. You know, I've gone to churches where people have not greeted me. It's like, you don't belong here. And I'm saying, you don't belong here. Because <laughs> I'm a child of the Most High God. You better watch it. <laughs> thank you for welcoming me. Thank you for making me feel loved this morning. Thank you for the praise. Where's the praise team? Raise the, where's the praise team? You all blessed my heart this morning. It's a joy to be in the midst of brothers and sisters who love God. 
It's good to be in the midst of brothers and sisters who are aiming for the same thing, for the kingdom. Stand to your feet. Oh, how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. God, I thank you for the opportunity to share with my brothers and sisters this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your precious son this morning. And Lord, I speak a blessing over my brothers and sisters this morning that there, here, right here, right here, I command a blessing to be upon them. Whatever they are going through, God, you know. And so, Lord, I thank you that your Holy Spirit hovers and dwells over each and every one of us this morning. Lord, let our light shine that men may see our good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You guys can grab a seat. The focus of this morning was on this idea of unity. In fact, the passage says that when brothers and sisters dwell in unity, it's the oil that's coming down, that then comes down the beard. And then what it says is the collars of his robe. But it doesn't mean the collars here. It means the very tassels at the bottom. So it's just this overflowing, abundant, poured out, again and again and again and again on us so that it's all the way to our toes. Okay. You'll get to that next time you come back. But that's the kind of joy, that's the kind of unity, that's the kind of blessing that God desires to pour out on us. And it's a unity that's centered on who He is. And what we want to do to wrap up our time together is to watch a quick video that focuses on who is this king that we worship? Who is this Lord that we adore? And then the praise band's going to come and lead us in one final song before we go. <laughs> 